This is the Prayer Culture Podcast, where we talk about building prayer into the lives of Bible-centric churches and individuals. I'm your host, Michael Green. I have a background in missions to the Islamic world, as well as being the founding member of Puremore, a ministry that is dedicated to developing a deep culture of prayer within local churches and communities. My co-host, Patrick Rowe, is a board member of Puremore, as well as being a longtime church planner in the greater Houston area and Thailand. This is the Prayer Culture Podcast. As a reminder, the Prayer Culture Podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button. All right, we're uh, back again, and it's time for the much-anticipated episode where we talk about examples of where we've seen the word of the Lord come that's an encouragement to people Hmm. in church and in different settings. So uh, first off, I think let's share some stories where... Uh, man, where should we start? Should, should we start with the bad or the good? Like the, it didn't work or it did work? Cause I'm going to share both. <laughs> okay. Maybe start with the good. Start with the good. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Patrick, can you share, uh, some examples of where you experienced it and it was right? All right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I can tell you the most recent experience I have with the Lord speaking to someone and, and it was confirmed that it was right. Uh, was not myself, but was actually my son. During our prayer time, where we just practice trying to listen to the Lord for one another so that we could hear something, build one another up with words from the Lord, he was looking around the room, and he said that every time he looked at somebody, he felt like the Lord was saying something to him, which is a new experience for him. He's learning how to listen to the Lord in this way. And so he would just write it down in his journal, or he'd pray for them in the moment, you know. He didn't share what he heard with anybody, he was just praying for people. Well, the next Sunday night was just this past Sunday night. We came back together for our gathering. And one of the guys was asking for prayer about some specific things. And he used the word deliverance, that he, he felt like he needed deliverance from certain kinds of addictive behaviors and, and sinful b- patterns in his life. He needed the Lord to deliver him. And, uh, and this is a big deal. This guy's, he's coming back to the Lord is a huge moment for him and his walk with the Lord. And so we, we gathered around and we laid hands on him. We prayed for our brother. And as soon as we got done praying, you know, I'm like, well, does anybody else, you know, and my son kind of raises his hand and I'm like, oh, he needs prayer for something. But he had this look in his eyes, like something big was going on, you know? So I was like, you know, what's up? Yeah. His mind was really blown. He was like, man, last week, yeah, and he he didn't know this guy at all. He doesn't. He know never him. met him before. Yeah, I yeah. think he met, he met him once briefly, but he never talked to him. He, I've never. I, he didn't know anything about him, you know. And he said that the prior week when he was looking at people, listening to the Lord, that he wrote down in his journal for this guy the word deliverance. As soon as he looked at the guy, he felt like the Lord said deliverance. That's what I want you to pray for. So he wrote it down in his journal. It's in his journal, you know, from a week before. Yeah. So, of course, he shares that. And the guy is so immensely built up because the Lord is sharing with another person very specifically what the need is to pray for, for him. I mean, that makes him feel very seen by the Lord, very understood by the Lord. If the Lord is saying to another person, pray for his deliverance, and that was exactly what he needed in a, in a really heightened kind of spiritual battle for him that week, all week long, there was somebody 
praying for him for exactly his need as revealed by the Lord without him asking a single thing for a whole week. He was being prayed for like that. So of course that really, really builds him up. And of course my son was super built up too. He's like, I actually heard from the Lord, you know, it made him want to go to his journal. Like what else did I write down? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that, that's a very recent example. What about you? Wow. Um, yeah, I was there. That was so cool. I was just so encouraged by that and seeing that in Noah, that was just, yeah, that was just so huge. You must've been really, really proud of your son. Oh yeah. yeah of God's course. doing as this a, thing in my as, son. Yes. I know. As a dad, like what else do you want? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And he's 17. He's a 17 year old boy. So the boat, the bar is so low. <laughs> you know, the yeah. bar is so low. I just want him to be okay. And he's more than okay. He's like hearing from the Lord he's, and he's building others up. He's prophesying. He's sharing a word like that. Oh man, so cool. Really encouraging. I have so many examples. So let me pull some out here. One, there have been a couple of times at church where the Lord's given me something. So we had some guests come. And the funny thing is I knew their relatives, but I hadn't actually met them before. I didn't really know them. And I felt like the Lord was sharing that there were issues with people very close to them. And I think I mentioned the word family, but it was like, I knew it was a very, it was like that. And so I shared a scripture with them to really encourage them through that. And they started weeping Mm. and it was like, yeah, it's our granddad. And there's just a lot of family issues and just all this conflict that's going on around this. And that really spoke to us. Mm. So it was, it was addressing a pretty specific thing mm-hmm. and, and they were just so deeply encouraged by it. So we prayed over them for that specific thing. Mm-hmm. And so, and they, they walked away more encouraged because of the word. That's, that's the takeaway here right. is because there was a word that was clearly from the Lord. So that's one example. I have another example. So here's one where sin was actually exposed and this was in Africa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, it was, it was basically the context was there, it was at a, a crusade and this was not me. This was somebody else actually. So they were is this preaching. Like I, is this like Paul saying, I know a man? <laughs> is that what you're doing right now? No, 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 okay. no. It actually that. wasn't you. It okay. actually wasn't me. Okay. So uh, my friend was preaching and then he was praying over people and they were praying for different things. And somebody came up to him, a woman said, Hey, please pray for me because I think I'm supposed to marry this guy Mm. and I want to, and I think I'm supposed to, I think the Lord wants me to marry this guy. And my friend, he, he felt like the Lord was saying, this woman's already married. Ooh. So he said to her, are you already married? And she sheepishly had to admit she was already married. Yikes, bro. (laughs) Yeah. And so he's like, no, that's not from God. This is what scripture yeah. says. So it was a powerful moment for God to clearly show this woman like, you, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. And it's not yeah. just in a book, but like, I'm here telling you now, right. no, I'm present. And here's here what the book says about it. Right. So that was an example of where sin was exposed. Another example, somebody shared this with me recently where they, they had a relative who was not in much communion with the body, but still doing a lot of personal Bible study and prayer. And they felt like God was encouraging them to divorce their wife. Mm. 
I don't know all the reasons surrounding it, but they told me they shared with them like, no, 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 that's not, that's not right. And so that's where somebody who presumably is a believer, they seem to be connected with the Lord, but they're not connected with the local body like they should be. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to get words, but they have no they have no other arbiters sure. to help them. No way and to so, test what they're hearing. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and they got it wrong, clearly based on scripture. So there's some, there's a couple, but more encouragement, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. The right. Oh man. Okay. So here's one where I experienced it from somebody else who okay. gave it to me and I had come back from Africa and we were in a prayer meeting and I was just really really struggling. I was really upset and there was just a lot of really tough things going on. And somebody I had never met came up to me and said, you're going through this life circumstance. And it was dead on. Wow. I had never met them, but you're going through this life circumstance. And so I was so encouraged that they, they encouraged me after that to press on. And it was like, and, and I, I knew the Lord was encouraging me to yeah, keep going this was a season. It was so dark. Like I was so depressed and upset. I felt mm. like I wanted to just die. Yeah. And so to have that was, it was so helpful. Yeah. The Lord breaking in to, to manifest his presence with you, his desire for you. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. So those are a few examples. Um, I mean, we have had, we've had it happen at church. Um, sure several times in different yeah. ways. And sometimes it's more general and sometimes it's more specific. And right, right. Yeah, I, and I think the first, um, yeah, as, as a church, seeking the Lord for these gifts, you know, revelations, prophetic words, words of knowledge. I think the first time I remember personally experiencing it in, in the context of our church, and so in the last couple of years, there was a young lady that I I knew from a previous church, but, you know, I, I hadn't been really keeping up with. Anyways, uh, the Lord, I, I felt, revealed something to me about very specific circumstances going back to her childhood and that it was completely unresolved and felt like this big mountain that was just never going to move, that was just looming in her life. And so I, I said something, uh, but here here's the thing. And of course, we're, we're talking about words from the Lord, things being confirmed, all that stuff. Well, let me tell you one part of it that was confirmed is I was a chicken. Okay. <laughs> that was confirmed because I, I revealed what I believed the Lord was saying, but I was, I, I, I joke that I was a chicken. I, I kind of wasn't sure, like, this is a group setting and that's a sensitive issue. Is this something that I need to say later? Yeah. Or do I say it right to her or do I just kind of give her the opportunity to say it's her? So I went with that. I, I kind of, I, I said, I believe that the Lord is saying that this is going on. And I tried to be specific because I didn't want to be all general. And then it's like anybody could be like, you know, oh, you have a, a hurtful memory from your childhood. You know, it's like everybody would say that. So I tried to be specific about what it was. And then, and it was kind of like, is that anybody, you know, is anybody dealing with that? And sure enough, about five seconds of silence. And then she was like, uh, I don't know if that's for anybody else, but that was definitely for me. And so it was, I was so encouraged in the moment, like, okay, I, I did, I heard that from the Lord for her and follow up with her for a while. You know, the Lord was working in those relationships and, and really good. She received it so well with such humility and was really encouraged. So 
that that was you know a story early on in this pursuit for me uh, a couple of years ago of trying to really hear from the Lord and deliver it well in a helpful way. Uh, another time we had a guy who was an, an outsider and uh, didn't know if he was a believer or not, but he, 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 one of our people met him at the store that day, invited him to come. So he just showed up at my house, you know, and, and I just felt like uh, a real specific word for this guy about being hurt by a wife who left him and had cheated on him and left him and he was super lonely now and kind of felt, you know, hung out to dry. And it was in my front yard after the meeting. I was like, hey, I think the Lord was saying, is this going on with you? And he was like, yeah, that's my life. That's what's going on. So that was obviously, that helped him. You know, he felt very known by the Lord. Like the Lord sees you, he knows what you're going through. He's talking to other people so that they can intercede for you. I never saw the guy again. So I, I don't know what he did with that, but it was encouraging for me. That, that was one that came through, right? I've had times where I definitely, you know, I remember one time sitting, I was at one table and uh, I knew a guy who was like a mentor of mine who was sitting at a different table and talking to a guy that I didn't know. And as I was sitting there, I was thinking, I, man, I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking, this, I can't even remember what it was, but I was thinking some thoughts like, is the Lord saying that about this guy? Uh, oh, I remember what it was now. I felt like the Lord was saying that there was some kind of ministry mission that this guy wanted to be on or engage in or something like that. And that his wife was just not on board and he was discouraged about it. So I texted my friend, my mentor, you know, hey, was this guy, is he married and his wife is like struggling with calling? And he just texted me back, no. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. <laughs> I missed that one, you know? Yeah. So there's times like that too, but it was worth, it's worth the effort, you know, to try sure. to hear the Lord, but you know, you don't, sometimes you miss here. Maybe I was hearing something and I just didn't hear it right. Yeah. Um, there's always that possibility. So before going to wrong in the vein of you, you said you had a word where you chickened out on being very <laughs> like, this is for you. Yeah, I was afraid to say to the person. It still ended up bearing, being very encouraging. Yeah. Um, but I, I've, so I've had this too. Um, this is one where I was at another church and I was in a prayer meeting there that I, I lead and I had a word of encouragement for somebody in the prayer meeting. They'd been going to church for a while, but I didn't really know them very well. Uh, at all. I, I hadn't only barely talked to them. I didn't know anything about their life circumstance or anything. So I pulled them aside. I went out to the hall with them and said, Hey, I feel like the Lord wants to give this word. The thing is while I was getting the word, I felt like God was saying they were pregnant, him and his wife. Hmm. That's one of those. Things I didn't not- want to say that <laughs> Yeah, because that's very specific. And I was like, what if they're not? And yeah, what if they've been struggling with that? They can. Yeah. So I backed off. Uh, I went out and shared and I shared some kind of specific things like, you know, I think you guys are going through a lot of stress and, and there's this, you know, tension that's going on. And so it was on in those senses, hmm. but I was a little less specific because I was afraid of being specific. Okay. And lo and behold, I find out they're pregnant Wow! not too long after I find out they're actually pregnant and they're, they're about to have their baby very soon. So, Oh, good. So the, okay, good. So they were pregnant when I had that. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even know. And I'm like, dang it. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was like you hit a single, but it could have been a grand slam. It could have been a grand slam. And, um, (laughs) so that's where, that's where it's like, okay, 
Lord, give me more faith. Sure. And refine my communication with you. So I'm more right. clear on the process. I'm being more clear on my process and I'm actually wanting to hear you and not rushing something mm-hmm. or rushing playing it safe, Yeah, but waiting in that and, and letting you spending more time, letting you talk to me about it. Right. So I'm not just, you know, shooting right. from the hip at all. So, right. yeah. And, that, and you know, I, I think of the scripture, first Corinthians 14, when Paul talks about the spirits of prophets are subject to prophets. And the context is if you're prophesying and another stands up to prophesy, then the first person should sit down and allow the next person. Well, so his point is, even as you're prophesying, it's not like you go into, I mean, this could happen, I guess, but Paul's idea of what's happening in the church with these prophetic words of of, uh, knowledge or whatever is not that you go into some kind of mindless trance and you're just speaking apart from your own awareness or whatever, and then you suddenly wake up like, what did God say? You know, like you're, you're there interpreting, delivering, you're putting your own speech to something that God has revealed to you, unless he revealed specific speech. And so, you know, there is room for you to decide, um, with the Spirit's help, how is this supposed to be delivered so that it is encouraging, it's building up, it's consoling, that's the whole purpose, according to the Word. There's that responsibility you have when even when you have truly received something from the Lord for another person, you also need help from the Lord to know how to deliver it, to be sensitive, to be careful, to deliver it with love, to be uh, humble as you deliver it and not prideful. So yeah, it's, it is a delicate thing and it requires a lot of dependence. I mean, it, it requires utter dependence on the Lord, the whole process, Yeah, hearing it, discerning it, interpreting it, delivering it. All of it requires you to be completely dependent on the Lord. It's a spiritual thing. Yeah. And so now sometimes I do believe the Lord will give some general things, um, somewhat general things. So here's an example. Jesus loves you, brother. (laughs) Just felt like you wanted me to tell you that. That's not a prophecy. That is a fact of scripture. (laughs) That's That's good teaching. That's good. Yeah, uh, Yeah. You know, but... Well, and I mean, I think sometimes the Lord will highlight a specific yeah. part of his character towards somebody yeah. that may be kind of general, like, I just want you to know God is thinking of you right now. I think things like that can be... Somebody feels invisible to God. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I do think that can be a, a specific highlight the Lord's sure. giving somebody at a certain time. But here's an example. I was at a, a worship and prayer service and there was somebody there that I knew and I knew this person's situation in life. And so when I was at the service, I felt like the Lord was saying, I'm sharing something with this person tonight about what they're supposed to do. Mm. And I want you to just tell her that's from the Lord. Mm. That's right. Mm. So he didn't reveal what the thing was. He didn't reveal what it was, but I didn't share it with her that night. I didn't really have the opportunity. And I was like, I need to sit on this one because mm. this is really sensitive. Mm-hmm. Where their at's really sensitive. I don't know what he's sharing with them about sure. the other person involved, everything that's going on. So I cannot just run into this guns of blazing. Right. This has to be really soaked. So I prayed for a few days and this person was at church. And when I was at church, I'm like, Lord, do you want me to share this with this person? Sometimes it's like super clear. This one I felt like was just really clear. Yes, I still want you to share it. And I'm like, Lord, can you be more specific? Mm. 
I actually believe the reason he wasn't more specific was because of how much I knew and some of my involvement in the situation. Like, I don't mm. want you to be specific. I don't even know if what he told her that night had anything to do with the life services. I have no idea. Okay. Oh, you still don't know. I still don't know. Okay. But what I, what happened was I shared with her this, that I think the Lord wants that, that thing that he told you to do is from him mm. that night. After that, she walked away and was like, that was basically it. And I was really anxious about it. Mm -hmm. I was really anxious about it. Yeah. Did I just destroy this person? Did I really like what, <laughs> man, that's so cavalier. And, uh, and what happened was that night, God gave me a dream where she walked up to me, looked me in the eye and said, thank you for sharing that. I just really needed that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up, Lord, is this a dream from you? And I just felt so much peace because it's just like. Yeah. That's like, what a grace from God. This is so great. Thank you. And yeah. somebody else confirmed later, like she was really encouraged. So, oh, okay, so man, that's an example of something where it was really, it was, it was, I didn't have much information to go on, but I, I just like the really right. wanted to share that one. Right. Right. That's good. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, so I mean, there's, you know, and, and this happens in all kinds of ways. And by the way, for anybody listening, of course, Michael and I aren't sharing these things that have happened because it's like, wow, look at us, look at how amazing, you know, our ministry is or how we hear. That's not it at all. Because we're saying sometimes we don't get it or sometimes oh, yeah. we hear wrong or sometimes we just deliver wrong. We get half of it. These kinds of things, you know, we're, we're just two people who are really trying to obey the Lord, obey the scriptures, have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Uh, we we want to hear from the Lord and be able to build other people up. And so we're sharing these stories to encourage others that even people like us, you know, who are kind of fumbling and stumbling through this can hear from the Lord. We have the same Holy Spirit yeah. that Jesus was communing with, that Paul had, that, you know, so we're we're relying on the spirit of god to do amazingly powerful things one for me that well there's two i guess two things and i'll share them quickly because they're very different one thing was when i looked at a guy i felt like i saw a picture of a young lady and i just somehow knew that it was his daughter and i knew that she wasn't okay and I didn't know this guy well enough to know, did he even have kids? You know, I think I assumed he was married. He's in his fifties or something like that, but I, I didn't know if he had kids. And so I said, well, I, you know, I, I feel like the Lord showed me, do you have a daughter? He said, yeah, I have two. And I said, is one of them not okay? And he just starts sobbing. He just started sobbing. She's not walking with the Lord. She's really going down a dark path. They're real scared for her. We got to just minister to the guy, encourage him. The Lord is the Lord showed me your daughter. He knows her. He loves her. He cares about her. He's concerned for her. And so we're all interceding by the Spirit of God. And so, of course, that really encourages him. And so there's an episode where it's like, saw something in my mind, you know, but still required some interpretation that, that kind of, I believe I know something from the Lord, but I have to test it. I have to ask the guy, do you even have a daughter, you know? And if you do, is something wrong, you know? So I didn't know what was wrong and none of that stuff. It's so there's some generalities, but there's also some, some specifics there. 
And to be able to stick your neck out and try it, that was one where it was really encouraging. And then I, and I think you've had this happen before to you with interpretation of tongues, which is maybe the most mysterious, the hardest to nail down. Oh uh, yeah. How do you even go about that? Uh, do you, have you had that happen with you before? Yeah. Interpretation of tongues. Wow. Uh, very rarely. Um, sure. And I'm not sure that that's how it's supposed to be or not. I, I, I wish just, it was all the time. It's it, So I do believe when you read 1 Corinthians 14, when it talks about interpretation of tongues, the way it reads that it, it kind of places the burden initially on the person speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. And so when I speak in tongues, I, I speak under my breath to myself. That's just how I'm comfortable with keeping scripture and being silent. But I do want to get, I want to get a tongue that's like, that is an interpretation that is prophetic. That is an encouragement. Yeah. So on a rare occasion, I I've had these situations. So I had one specifically where, uh, well, I had the one we talked about in the other episode where it was like, I, I felt like I had something, but I didn't have an interpretation and we, we oh, have right. people we judged <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, let's just, no, nah, let's not do that. Right. But I had one where, and this happened one time to me. Okay. Only one time. So I'm, I'm not like way out there on this. It's one time. <laughs> and Lord, there, Mike. <laughs> Lord, I'd love to have it more, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm being very careful about this. Cause I, I know y'all listening, like it's, it's really important that we honor scripture and tongues mm-hmm. is one of the things that's just so, so mysterious and so odd and, and so hotly debated, so hotly debated. So when I say this, I, I approach with so much, so much like, I want to approach it with a lot of care. I don't want to approach it with so much caution that I'm not, you know, we tend to produce too much caution, but I am approaching with a lot of care for the word and how we do it. And so there was one time we were in church and what happens is like, I'll be walking and I'll be talking in tongues to myself uh, silently. And the Lord gave me a tongue that I was repeating it was the same thing, just repeating over and over and oh, over. Okay. So I'm like, Lord, do you have an interpretation for this that you want to share? I got the interpretation and it was pretty simple. It was not a specific prophecy or anything over any specific person. It was, it was fairly simple. And I'm trying to remember exact, the exact verbiage. But basically, I asked the Lord, should I share this? And he's like, hold on to it. I'm like, okay, I'll hold on to it. I won't say anything. And so about 20 minutes later into the service, we're praying for a specific person. We're praying over them. We've laid hands on them. And somebody in the church prayed the interpretation. There was one word missing, but all the rest of the interpretation was the exact verbiage in the exact order. Wow. Okay. So there was one word missing. I will admit that freely. It was not (laughs) out of how many words out of, I don't remember how many words it was. I I can't remember exactly. But the point is in the order, in the verbiage, it was the same thing. It was the interpretation uh, minus one word at the end. And the Lord's like, that's it. Wow. So then I shared. So it's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's cool to me is sometimes when I read um, Paul in, in, in first Corinthians and he's talking about tongues with interpretations, he, he talks about the idea of you having a tongue and you have the interpretation. And I always feel like, 
Dude, that is that's so easy for people to manipulate. Manipulate. You know? Yeah, seems like, a little sketch. Yeah. I have this tongue, and also it's telling me that this hot girl needs to marry me. You know, <laughs> it's like of course you have that interpretation. You know, uh, so I. But that's really cool to me because the Lord did give you the interpretation, and He confirmed it through another person yeah. without them knowing anything about it. And so it's just more affirmation. You know, no, that's a good thing. We we should be. Uh, we, you know, we should be asking the Lord for the gift of tongues and for interpretation. And sometimes we'll get it. Sometimes somebody else, sometimes both of us will get it and it'll be a real confirmation to each other. I had one where, uh, I was in a worship service. There's probably about a hundred people in the room. And I just got the sense that the Lord was telling me that there are people praying in tongues, that the spirit was giving them prayers in tongues and that they didn't know what they were praying for, uh, but that he was telling me what they were praying for and which I'd never had that since I'd never had that. I wasn't even asking the Lord for that. And when it happened. And so I went to um, one of the leaders uh, to my left and just said, Hey, I, I think the Lord is telling me what people are praying for in tongues. And he said, well, you need to go tell the guy who's in charge, you know? So I went over and told him privately worship was still ongoing I told him privately what the what I believe the interpretation was, everything, you know, and he said, okay, well, when we get a chance, you know, we'll let you share that. So I went back to my seat. I just kept worshiping. Well, the next guy who came up to talk, um, I didn't know he was coming up there. I didn't know he, that anybody else was scheduled to say anything. He, he came up and he said he felt like the Lord was saying, and he said exactly what I believed the Lord was was giving me as an interpretation of people's tongue speech, you know, exactly. And I wanted to, wow. I wanted to jump out of my chair, you know? So the guy to my left that I first told and the leader to my right that I went and told, they were both looking at me like, that's exactly <laughs> what you said the Lord was telling you, you know? So they told me, you need to come up here and say what you told us, you know? So I came up and told, and, and first of all, it was so encouraging to all those people who were praying in tongues. I was like, I just said, first of all, were people praying in tongues and like, I don't know, a dozen people or so in the room, maybe a tenth of the crowd said, yeah, that they were, they were praying in tongues. It just, and so I said, well, I think the Lord told me, obviously he did tell me what he was praying, what he was interceding for through you. And so it was a really great time of ministry then because uh, the whole group said, well, okay, so Whoever has that need for intercession, clearly the Lord wants to do a work right now. So come forward. The group laid hands on people who had that specific need for intercession uh, that the people were praying for in tongues, that the interpretation was given. Uh, and I can't remember even now, it's so stupid of me, but I, I can't remember exactly what it was. But that wasn't the point now in the story anyway. But these people got to be prayed for for that specific need as revealed by the Spirit of God through people praying in tongues, through an interpretation, and through a person coming up. So that multiple people in the room knew for sure God is really doing this. He really spoke. He's really interceding for you in this matter. So super encouraging. Let me ask you, in that instance, could you point to anything that could be interpreted as unbiblical? That could be. Uh, I'm sure somebody out there could find some reason. Not to maybe one little verse, but for you, like as you think of scripture, 
is there anything you think, well, maybe that part could have been off pretty off of, of what scripture describes or says about practicing this? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, uh, people were praying in tongues privately. They were, they were just between themselves and the Lord. Uh, they weren't addressing anybody in a tongue. And, and I believed I had an interpretation. So before I gave the interpretation, of course, I, I shared what I thought the Lord was saying with two people who were leaders and asked for permission, you know, to share it. And uh, so there, there wasn't any kind of speaking out of turn or, or anything like that. And I, the first question I asked was, were people praying in tongues? Because if no one was praying in tongues, then it was just a big coincidence. Mm. I thought the Lord was saying something. That guy came up and said it. Wow, what a coincidence. But if, you know, if tongues weren't involved at all. Yeah. So I asked, were people praying in tongues? And several people were. So then that just was another confirmation, you know. I've, I feel like the process was verifiable. It was testable, you know, it was shared in a way that could be tested mm. and weighed. And then of course the evidence, there were several people in the room who really needed intercession for that, for that issue and came forward and were prayed for and built up and encouraged. And that's the fruit we're looking for. Yeah. So I, no, I think the process was good. I think it was in keeping with scripture uh, and it was exciting. It was exciting to be a part of. It's yeah. the first time that ever happened to me. There's only been one other time I thought, even had the thought that the Lord was revealing what someone was praying in tongues. And that was in the context of our local church. So, no, I, I think it was good. What What would you say? Does anything come to mind? Uh, no, I mean, I think it was great process. I You weren't there, by the way. I wasn't there at all, but it sounds like a great process. And one thing you have mentioned in all your stories, it seems like, when you're sharing something specific, you ask about it. Mm. Like you say, is this happening? I think that's a really good, humble way to approach it. I don't think it's like the only way, but it's just like, it's, it's really... That's something for me, if I'm trying to be very specific with somebody, a lot of times I will ask like, Hey, is this thing going on in your life? Because if I am wrong, I can say, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I, I didn't have that one mm -hmm. exactly right. You know, it, it, it helps maybe sometimes it's too safe, but I, I don't think so. I think it is good. It's a healthy, humble approach. You're still sharing, yeah. but you're wanting to, in humility, like say, Hey, are you going through this thing? Right. I do think that's a, that's a really good practice. And I'm going to share a story where I didn't really approach it that way. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've described how great well, the process was. It is a great, no, I I think I did. No, I did actually, I did approach it that way, but what I did, so the, you were there, this was at church. Okay. This is one where I kind of got it. And okay. the kind of got it's are really hard. Like yeah. I, I don't know what to do with the kind of got it's that well, because it, it, it encouraged the person, but it was not exactly on. It was kind of on. So let me tell you the story and then you can be the judge if I'm... Okay, we'll weigh it. <laughs> so uh, we had somebody at church. He had been only a few times and I had met him, talked to him a little bit, but I didn't really know his life circumstances at all, really. So I felt like he was going through conflict at work. And I told him, I, I felt like I was getting this word from the Lord and like share this with them. So I'm like, okay. So I told him, I think that you're going through this conflict at work and God just really wants to help encourage peace in that conflict. And you, and, and he said, well, I, I am going through 
there are conflicts at work. It's not really directly with me. Hmm. I think it is affecting me, but there are conflicts at work with other people who are okay. really just combatant. Okay. And um, so it was like this, it's indirectly affecting him. It's not directly affecting yeah. him. And so, and that's, I, I felt about it like he was in direct conflict with somebody to be quite honest. Mm. And so, you know, we prayed with him. There was mm. peace, you know, I, looking back, I probably should have said, listen, dude, I, I was off <laughs> to some degree, but yeah. that was kind of hard to do in the situation. You know, he was really, it, it was his level of belief was kind of hard to gauge uh. in, in the Lord. And, and so it was something, you know, we're trying to really encourage him. That was one where there were elements that were true. Yeah. What do I do with that, Patrick? I don't, right. I don't even know exactly what to do with that. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's what comes to mind for believers who are really wrestling with new Testament prophecy and really putting it into practice in the church. You know, it's a, it's a common story that we bring up, but you know, Paul in, in the book of Acts, Paul is constrained by the spirit. That's the language he used. I'm constrained by the spirit to go to Jerusalem. And I know that there's going to be sufferings, there's going to be persecutions, all these kinds of things, but constrained by the Spirit. And then he meets with some believers along the way, and they are prophesying in the Spirit, the Scriptures say, and not wanting him to go. And one of them, Agabus, who was a, a prophet, who even gave a word about a famine that apparently came true. You know, I mean, this is like predictive, big time, global level prophecy, you know, like this guy's legit. And he said, he, you know, you remember the story. He takes Paul's belt. He ties it around his hands. He says, this is how the person who owns this belt is going to be bound by the Jews in Jerusalem. And so they're all begging Paul not to go. And he's like, why are you weeping, breaking my heart? You know, I got to go. The Lord's already made it clear. I got to go. Here you have people who are all listening to the same spirit and disagreeing about what the spirit is saying. And when he gets to Jerusalem, he is bound, but not by the Jews. It's by the Romans. So it almost gives the sense that the Lord was revealing what was going to happen to Paul, but it was received differently. It was even interpreted differently, like Agabus had a vision of Paul bound. He assumed it would be the Jews, but it was the Romans. So, right. you know, was he wrong? Well, not not exactly. I mean, the Jews were involved and he was bound, but it wasn't technically bound by the Jews, you know, these kinds of things. And the fact that he's going to be bound and he's going to be persecuted, does that mean he shouldn't go? Well, his friends, that's how they interpreted it. Yeah, you shouldn't go. It's not safe. But Paul was going, no, I have to go. I'm constrained by the Spirit. I already know the dangers, and I have to go. So there, I think the Lord is always, anytime the Lord reveals anything to anybody, it's 100% accurate. The Lord never tells anybody anything wrong. Yeah. Just for the same reason that we believe the Scriptures, they're inerrant. They contain no errors, you know. Uh, any revelation from the Lord contains no errors, but could I misinterpret or misread the Bible? Yes. Could I misinterpret or misunderstand or misapply a prophetic revelation? Yes. So in that case, it could be that the Lord revealed to you that there was conflict at his job. You filled in the blank, assuming it was about him and directly related to him. But the Lord was saying, no, it, there's conflict at his job. 
and it's really weighing him down. And you just filled in a blank by saying, I believe you are involved in some conflict at work. Easy to get there. Yeah. Really easy to get there. And I think it's just about us fine tuning our listening, our spiritual discernment, you know, that we know how to listen to the Lord, receive from him. Don't fill in blanks. Don't, don't give some just kind of human interpretation of it. Just deliver what the Lord gave you. Yeah. And maybe if we get better at that, you know, then we'll be delivering words with more accuracy. Sure. But I mean, the the idea that we're never going to be wrong or misinterpret or misapply anything is, it's a bit wild. I mean, we're still human beings, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to share two more things. I do want to end on a high note, not on a wrong note. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Just an example of my process that I talked about in the previous episode, my personal process Mm -hmm. that I go through. And I really encourage you, you need to listen to that episode before this one, because it'll give you context for how we're thinking about these things biblically. And so my process has stopped me. It's not like I just have a process, but I never stop. So it's a real process. It's a real process. And uh, I've had, I can think of a distinct instance where my process stopped me at the first part, which is scripture. Mm. It was, um, I had something, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something that was not super obvious, like as sin or anti-truth. It was just kind of weird. It didn't really, I didn't didn't, jive with scripture. Like the, the it didn't make sense when I first got it. I'm just like, like, yeah, maybe this is from the Lord. But then I was like, but it was kind of, I remember it being kind of nonsensical. It was like, what does this have to do with anything? And but I felt like the Lord was kind of helping me put the pieces together on you don't it. Remember what it was? I want so badly to know what it was. What was it? It's okay if you can. I have the hardest time in it. I, I write I some things down. This one I didn't write down, but I'm I should the same have. Way. It's so dumb. I should have written it down. I, I have been getting better about writing stuff down, but when this happened, I didn't write it down. Okay. The point was, it didn't really make sense. And so God kind of helped me kind of make sense of what I was trying to think. And I was like, Scripture. Oh, what? No, get out of here. I don't need this. <laughs> not scripture, get out of this here, but the word. Not scripture. You the you word got. that I thought was like, you know, it's right. like, it's n- this isn't from the Lord. No, get out of here. You right, know, right. I can't remember it being like a super obvious sin thing, though. And that's right. where it was. It was just like this kind of weird thing that was okay. like, yeah. no, no, I'm not going to share this. Right. I'm not going to just be weird and share something because I just think instantaneously. Mm-hmm. I took it through the process and halted it. Yeah. And rejected it because it was not from God. Right. Right. And so well, that's good. So that's an example, like where it's like the process, if you have a process that is based in scripture and then going, you go through it and you don't just say whatever comes to your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have that. It's, it's so valuable oh, yeah. to have a process. It's imperative. Yeah. It's imperative. So that's an example where the process stopped me. And then on a high note, I had one where it was actually somebody very close to you, Patrick, and we were in small group together. It was me, wasn't it? It wasn't you. <laughs> it wasn't you. I just don't say names or relations specifically because okay. <laughs> uh, I don't want anybody to get embarrassed or, or me to make announcements about people um, without their permission. Right, so. yeah. <laughs> Pregnancy announcement. Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. So I'm, I'm not, uh, not going to say exactly who it was, but... Basically, we were in small group together. We were praying and they were praying for a specific relation of theirs that they were 
and they said something about, they said, Lord, I really hope that, that I'm making an impact in their life because mm. they couldn't tell. And they're like, I hope I'm making an impact in this unbeliever's life. That's close to me. And I heard the Lord whisper. It was so clear. I hesitate to say it was audible, mm. but it was like a whisper, like a clear whisper. Mm. And all it was, was you are, mm. that's it. Mm. So I shared this with them right after they start weeping. Mm. They were so encouraged next morning. They send a text to this person that they were talking about and the way it was confirmed, I think, oh, okay. So it wasn't that they got saved, but like it was confirmed that she was making an impact in a way it had not been before from that person. Hey, mm. you're actually making an impact stuff. Like, and it came, there was another relative that was like, that's a believer that was also investing in this person. Like, Hey, she's really like, there's, there's impact happening here. Yeah, yeah. So so the Lord confirmed it the next day. Wow. And it was just a super simple thing. Mm -hmm. It was so simple and, but so profound. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be complicated in order to be profound, you know, yeah. the, the Lord's light shining into a dark situation. It's like that for, for the Lord to just reveal that he's at work and then there's evidence that he's at work. It's not like the word that was, it's just, I'm at work. Yes, it's happening. The Lord said to you, you are, you know, yes, you are, whatever. That's not some long, complicated, prophetic scenario or whatever. It's just an emphatic statement about the Lord's presence and his work, his power. And then the evidence that it was true happens the very next day. You know, that's incredible. So... I would say the encouragement there is just because the word you believe you're hearing doesn't feel super complicated, like some riddle that has to be interpreted or whatever. It could be a simple truth that doesn't mean it's not powerful. That doesn't mean that we should despise it yeah. as something silly or whatever. It's just if the Lord is saying something to you and it's it agrees with scripture it agrees with who God is. This is something that he would say, you know, then say it, whether it's real specific or it's more general, just say it. I think sometimes the Lord gives us more general things to say to people that are very specific to them, very specific to their need and what they need to hear, but maybe more, it feels real general to us, you know, and then maybe as we get better at listening and growing and being faithful to deliver things, maybe we start hearing more specific stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's I'm just talking about experience now, trying to understand our relationship with the Spirit, um, where we don't have Bible verses that teach us exactly how all these things play out in our experience. But I, I think it's possible. Sometimes the Lord helps us to grow in these gifts. And so early on, as we're listening which I still feel like I am, you know, this early on in the process, you know, I don't want to despise anything. And yeah. it's like, oh, this is like a minor league prophetic revelation or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. if it's from the Lord, it's good and timely and beneficial. So just deliver it, you know? Sure. And, and sometimes there may be things that feel like, wow, that's, that's big league. I can't believe I got to be a part of that, you know? Yeah, that's so good. And I will say sometimes there's something that maybe it's influenced by how I'm reading scripture and that, that, that I think that's actually a good thing. 
but I'll have a scripture that I'm really meditating on in a season Mm -hmm. a lot. And I prescribe it for certain various people that I feel like the Lord's highlighting need this. Mm -hmm. And it may not be just one person. It's Mm -hmm. like the, this, a scripture that I've just been really pressing in with recently is Zephaniah 317. I did not see you say I did not see that coming. It's coming. Zephaniah. Zephaniah, man. <laughs> you caught me off it's guard. It's kind of this one. weird spot, but it's like, he says in, that verse is about how God sings over us, uh-huh. how he rejoices over us. He enjoys us. It's like this super, I, man, I need to read it. Where's my Bible? <laughs> um, but he rejoices with shouts over us. That's it. Uh-huh. And so it's like... What? Really? Mm, That's an amazing thought. That relational aspect of God. And a lot of people really need that. Mm -hmm. They need that. I know I need that constantly, that reminder that God is not just sitting up there angry with me all the time. just tolerating me. So that's Mm -hmm. one where it's like, sometimes it's just a biblical truth and I don't even need to prophesy over somebody. I just need to share a biblical truth with them. Right. That sometimes it's a highlighted person. Like this person really needs to hear this verse. Mm-hmm. And I want to like, just, just pour encouragement of my love on them. Even though it's yeah. a general truth, right? they need to hear more about this truth right now. Right, right. So in that, in, in that kind of scenario, it's not that the Lord revealed some, some extra biblical knowledge or information. It's that he pointed out a specific person. So the word is more general, but the person is specific. Or sometimes it may be very specific knowledge, but in general, I don't know who this is for. Or, you know, of course, what we're all aiming for is very specific word for very specific person. But won't we take all of it? We'll take all of it. Man, it's all good. You know, <laughs> like I don't, I'm not going to despise any of it. Like I, I don't, we don't deserve any of it for the Lord to speak to us and we hear and have the chance to partner with him and building others up. If he just gives me just a little bit of it, then I'm amazed by it. And, and it's amazing to be able to, to share in any part of the process of God speaking to a person so, yeah, whether it's general information for a specific person or specific information for general group or it's all specific or it's all general, man, let's just yeah. let's just say let's just say what the Lord is saying. Let's just say what the Lord's saying. It's not a one way is the exact right way only um the only way to do it. Yeah, um, it, I mean as long as it fits within our scriptural bounds and it's biblical motivation, you know, we're, we're trying to build people up and comfort them and console them. And, and we're dependent on the spirit and trying to honor God and all of it. Then let's just, just say what the Lord is saying. Scriptural bounds and something you've said to me over and over again recently, sincerity. Yeah. Scriptural bounds and sincerity. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why I have a process. Yeah. So sincerely desiring to deliver spirit given biblical prophecy. That's the goal. Yeah. Well, and humility. Sorry, probably I need to add that one too. No, oh, see Humble. now I packaged it all <laughs> neatly together, and then you had the. Uh, sorry, sorry. The, the humility is key too. We've talked a bit about yeah, that. So the the scriptural bounds and and sincerity and humility. So, all right. Well, that's uh, it for this episode. We'll see you next time. 
As a reminder, the Prayer Culture Podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button.